welcome to Resilience Unraveled. I'm your host, Dr. Russell Thackeray. This podcast is a result of my fascination with health issues, resilience, performance, mental health, accountability and critical thinking, along with many of the other obsessions I bump into in my life. I spend my time working with highly successful teams, organisations and people, and this podcast introduces their remarkable stories, as well as my synthesis of the key issues, tips and strategies to thrive in life. If you find this podcast useful, you can also find other information at qedod.com or russellthackeray.com. Stay tuned to the end for details of how to order a free ebook. Enjoy the podcast. So today I'm really looking forward to be talking to Caroline Johnson. Caroline's an expert in journaling, which has she's had a really interesting career and interesting life and been doing all sorts of fascinating things that we're going to talk about. But I'm hoping we're going to talk a lot about journaling in her new book, or a book she's written, and um, one of a series, I believe. So I'm very looking, much looking forward to this. Um, so good afternoon. Good afternoon, Russell. So where in the world are you, Caroline? I'm based in Ayrshire now. I've been living, I'm originally from Northern Ireland, but I've been living here since 1994. So how are you finding the upper reaches of the UK? Um, yes, I, I'm, get, I'm adjusting to the cold. Where I lived in Northern Ireland, we were we had the benefit of the um, warm weather com, coming in occasionally at least it didn't feel as cold as it does in, in Ayrshire so I, I've adjusted to that my husband just looks at me and says but but you live in Scotland so <laughs> the expectation is there that you just get on with it so yeah I am getting on with it fantastic I know when I, I, know when I used to live in the northeast you know unless it was you know about 20 degrees below it was just described as t-shirt weather yes. so it's uh, you know it's one of those things isn't it so um Caroline, if you meet people, what, what do you say you do? What, how, how do you describe what you get up to? Very hard to put a hat on me because I have a number of different hats. I'm, I work as part-time as an employment law advisor and uh, dealing with various companies across the UK and Ireland. And then I'm also somebody who runs workshops where I dare people to be happier. And that sometimes and definitely always involves an element of resilience in that. Then I'm also a writer and I'm a poet as well. So, yeah, I've got those different hats on. So just sometimes it depends who I'm speaking to, what I say I do. And if I'm at a dinner party, I say I work in an office. Then I don't get bombarded with questions and somebody's employment law issues. Right. Yeah, because yes, I get there's always someone who's saying yeah. my employer said this. Yes. So what's, your, so what's your background? How did you get to where you were to where you are today? I think my background, I mean, mainly I've, I've worked in HR. That's been most of my career, but you know, I've done some other jobs in, in between. And I got to the stage where in 2002, I had a decision to make about what I wanted to do next in terms of I, ne- I needed to get a job. I was very newly a single parent, had very little money. And not long after that, actually, I, I ended up getting no maintenance at, at all of any sort. So I needed to do something with, with four children and I had to decide whether or not I would do psychology or I would do HR. And HR was what I had traditionally done, so in a way it was an easy thing to go back into. Mm. But for a while I had worked with the community mental health team and the more I spoke to, particularly psychologists and the psychiatrists, to try and figure out why, why did some people face very similar circumstances 
and one be devastated by it and their life totally change and not really ever be able to get beyond that. And then other people will learn how to bounce back. And they can never really get an answer to that question. Mm-hmm. And because of that, actually, I decided not to do psychology. But HR still involves psychology. It's you know, what makes people tick and how to get the best out of people in the, in the workplace and how to engage them. That's what I'm particularly interested in. But in 2002, um, I read a book by an American author called Cheryl Richardson, who's still probably one of my favourite authors, and it was called Stand Up For Your Life. And it had it was a book and it had lots of questions in it, and really guided questions as I can now see about journaling. And I worked my way through that, and that really changed who I was. It, it helped me to put a lot of boundaries in that I hadn't been doing. Um, it helped me definitely bounce back, and, and my life started to change at that point. And then in 2006, I was in a particularly difficult job. Difficult in terms of, it was a senior role, but it, it wasn't that element of it. It was a culture that I really struggled with because it was a very bullying culture. And obviously that what I wasn't realising at the time was it was a huge conflict in my values and that became very difficult. And I ended up with stress, I'm off work with stress, really questioning my capability what did I want to do in my life? You know, lots of different questions, but as a result of that, I actually got really quite depressed. And so I, w- I went to a meeting in, in, in Glasgow, and I don't know who said it to me, but somebody said, you need to try gratitude journaling, which I hadn't really heard of, but obviously since now, I've, I've found out a lot more about that and all, uh, the research around that. And that's when I, I came home that night and sort of sat with a journal, because I had been journaling before that. Mm. I sat with a journal and tried to, think of one thing to be grateful for. And it actually took me an hour to think of one thing because that's where my mind was at that at that time. And then that, I often say, is that's the year that changed my life totally. So everything that I'm doing now, really, and all of what I learned, I now put into practice in my courses and in my writing. Okay. Well, do you mind if we pick that apart then? So so you said that you, you started gratitude journaling. So... Mm-hmm. So what is journaling, first of all? It's funny, I I, I do often get asked that, and the most common question I'll get asked is, is it the same thing as writing a diary? And it's not, because that's simply a a record of your day. And while it may involve touching on some of the ways that you're you're feeling and some reflection in that, it doesn't tend to do that. Whereas journaling, there's so many different ways that you can use journaling. I mean, the third book that I'm writing is, is at the moment is a um, 101 journaling tools because the more of us sort of explore this and a lot of the things that I do, I've done and used, I've realised are, are really just different ways of, of using a journal. Because I think for me it's a for me it's a mindful tool. I live a very busy life. Um, one of my ex colleagues used to, and one of them said I must have 48 hours in the day, and another one asked me if I had a time tardis because I'm always managed to to do so much, but that's not always good so sometimes I just need to slow my life down and journaling for me really helps me to to do that because it is a a mindful tool a reflective tool it's actually useful really useful for activists for slowing them down enough to reflect a little on what they're planning to do Mm. but it works in really every for anybody I'm passionate (laughs) really passionate about it because everybody would benefit and and that's not me saying that the scientific evidence is all there for why journaling works gratitude work journaling works in a particular way dr robert emmons has written a lot about 
gratitude journaling and, and you know you can research a lot about yourself online if you wanted to but it's just that power of starting to be grateful for things in your life and that change in your focus so mm. you automatically start to become more positive as a result of that not not immediately but um certainly I, I say to people you've got to give it four weeks or six weeks and if you do that your life will start to change okay so so help so help me understand them so um, actually, before we, before we get into the process, so I mean, you're saying life starts to change, but what are the sort of benefits that journaling can bring? Because it's not it's not a guaranteed process because it's like everything you've got to actually commit to it and do it well. Yeah. But but what are the sort of potential benefits I might get? The interesting thing for me for journaling, and I started to really get into the research for it, is is you can't lose with journaling really. Um, it benefits your mental health and your physical health and the physical health side of it fascinated me because particularly for people and not just for people but people who have chronic health conditions or they're starting and I mean over the last probably 15 to 20 years that's when they really started to research this but it improves things like your lung function improves your heart and, and people who have had issues with their hearts those chronic illnesses like um whether it's ME or chronic fatigue or asthma, even similar things like, like that, um, all have improved. It's also a really useful tool for dealing with trauma, although I would never work with anybody with trauma myself. I, I, I would, um, you know, I would get them and encourage them to work with a mental health professional through that, but but the, the journaling element of, of it has been shown to do that. But it's also from the mental health perspective, it's there's overwhelming evidence that it benefits your mental health. And I think, and that's partly for me because it's a mindfulness tool, so it does slow me down a wee bit, but it's also, it helps you see, like, how it benefits your life is it helps you see so many things that you're doing that are actually not helpful in, in your life. So you can see patterns that you're running. You can see at the end of a year, if, if you review your journals that, oh gosh, I said that this time last year and haven't done anything about that. It helps you see habits that you've developed. And for me, because I'm, I'm a neuro-linguistic master practitioner, so that use of language is really vital and, and it tells so much the language that people use. But you can see the language that you're using when you actually see it written down. But from a mental health perspective, it's it's um, that's partly why it really works because you're getting, if you're an overthinker, it works for you because it gets a lot of your thoughts just out of your head and onto a page. It gets a lot of your emotions out. And when they're in black and white, they're actually easier to address than they are when they're whirling around your, your head and your body all the time. Right. So, so part. So it's interesting the way you describe that. So you said it's part of the the mindfulness toolkit. So some of these physical elements are actually about sitting down. And is it using mindfulness tools like breathing and um, such like when you're doing this, or is it the process of just sitting down and stopping and reflecting? And being mindful for a moment allows your body to sort of uh, repair itself, renew through the process of literally stopping. Yes, it's. I mean, I, 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 I mean, personally, I use it, and I use it, and and, and not always. I mean, if I'm really upset, I'll pick my journal up and I'll start writing about it, about whatever I'm upset about it, and, and that's really helpful. So when you're upset about something, you you know, you're not really conscious enough to stop and say. I must remember to breathe before I do anything. But when I consciously do spend time and you know, get into that breath and that and that space and then write and just trust my unconscious mind to um, let let things come out. And there's, there's some brilliant tools for that. There's a thing called proprioceptive journaling, which is 
for a very limited time, done with a candle, done with Baroque music, where you are it almost put into a slight trance because you, you, it affects your, your theatre waves and, and your brain. And that helps you to get access to some of the things that are in your unconscious mind. So from that point of view, the mindfulness for me is the slowing down. And people will sometimes say to me, I don't have time to journal. And if any anybody who knows me personally would say, if Caroline can journal, anybody can journal. But also, I do think, I feel this very strongly, if you haven't got 15 or 20 minutes in your day or every other day to invest in yourself, you're really much too busy. Your life is too busy. And why are you so busy? Then that's why you need to start journaling to figure out why you're so busy. So that's why I say you can't, you can't really lose with it. Yes. I mean, a lot of people spend their time being busy fools, don't they? Being busy on stuff that really doesn't matter. The... Um, Okay, so so actually, by the by the so so you used the term then, yeah, then linked to baroque music, which interested me, and candles. So so what was that about? What was that term? Because I didn't even know there were different types of journaling. Uh, so oh, honestly, yeah, I mean, the, the, in my in the, my book, I, I sort of deal with seven main ones, and probably the the main one that I would use would be stream of consciousness writing. So that is just which is similar to what um, Julia Cameron writes about, and her she she suggests that you write three pages, morning pages, she calls them. I'm an extremely tiny writer. I, I would I would have written a book in that time if I wrote three pages. So but and, and that's a real discipline. She insists on that if, every day that you just and you just start writing and, and you don't even but people often say that to me, what what do you write? And I say stop stop worrying about that. Just start writing and go with what actually you start write, writing about. Okay, so let, let's unpack this a bit. So imagine yeah. I'll, be, I'll be your subject for a minute, if, that doesn't, if that's okay, So because I think that'll help other people who are in my sort of place. So I've never journaled, I'm keen to journal, so how do I start? So do I, need to, do I, do I have an excuse to go shopping and buy a book? How, where, where does this all begin? Yeah, well, let's start at the very beginning, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think the journal... You, you, there are very few rules about journaling, which is a, one of the real things that I find attractive about it. The, the main rule is that there's two. One is um, don't deal with trauma, traumatic issues by yourself. Mm -hmm. Second one is be honest. You need to be absolutely honest. This is not about how well you write or your grammar or anything like that. It's simply about you being really honest about what you're feeling and you're thinking um, and not censoring that in any way as, as you write as, as well. Now that can become problematic depending on who you live with. If you can't absolutely trust somebody to not peek at your journal, then I would always advise that you do it online or you keep your journal hidden somewhere. I mean, I, I have an agreement with um, my children and my husband if I die, that they will just destroy my journals and, and you know immediately it's not something that they will look at they will just and I trust I trust them to do that because I need to be very honest and some of that honesty could be about them and I don't want them reading that when I'm not in a position to explain what I was thinking at that time probably not remember what I was thinking about at that time so that honesty is really important and what I also will say to people is if, you, if you're doing just sort of journaling and I will come back on the, the how but if you're journaling something comes up that's really upsetting you but you know you still need to write about it is to get a blank bit of paper scrap paper write on the bit of paper not in your journal and then burn that piece of paper afterwards or you know tear it up into tiny pieces and let it go in the sea do, do some sort of ritual with it at the end but so, so that you've got it out of your system but nobody can actually read read what you say so those are the only really 
two okay. rules that there are as far as I'm concerned for, for journaling. So that's really good. And would you, would you, so before we get started then, so would you recommend online or a, or a physical journal? If you can do it physical journal, there is some scientific evidence on that. And I think create, although people are amazingly creative and apps and, and, you know, you can see even, you know, iPhone art now is becoming such a big thing that it, there's something about the fact that your brain and your hand are engaged that actually helps you to to write and write at a, a deep, deeper level so if you can i'd always recommend paper and pencil of some sort i often take my journals with me though to show people what my journals look like because they're, they're really not tidy documents at all sometimes i'll draw in them sometimes you know i've got three or four columns in them i've got diagrams i've got ideas of whatever it's just and for me i captured everything and i actually was speaking to a friend who has been in some of my, my courses but she's now a friend but she said she was talking, we were talking and she actually had, I think she had seven or eight different journals for different things and I said to her but are you journaling and she said no because I can never figure out which one of the journals I've got to write, write in and right. I said so just use one use one journal and I mean I have one journal at the front in my journal and then sometimes I'll write down the side the things I'm grateful for and sometimes I'll put those at the, the back of a, a journal mm-hmm. as well of getting it. I, I love a soft backed journal it has for me it has to feel flexible yeah. in my hands you can get beautiful journals but they're very stiff and there's something about that stiffness that doesn't really encourage writing yeah uh, and i think metaphorically that makes a lot of sense isn't it so okay so 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 i'm going to start from scratch and um and i i in order to in order to help me get going, and I know you, I know you're saying just start writing, but I suppose I need a structure to get me going. So I need to know: Am I starting at the end of the day and reviewing the day in some way? How? how what's What's the best way to that start? Can work. That that can work. I mean, that that is one particular type of journal, which is simply a reflective journal. Right. And often, if you're going to use that, it's just you know, how did the day go? And, and there's, there's sort of different options for that. You know, some people ask themselves five questions. You know, how did the day go? What could I have done better? What will I do different tomorrow? What have I learned? So you, you could have a structure if you really want a, a very clear structure, just develop your own questions and then ask you, yourself those questions. Because even somebody like Benjamin Franklin had a very, I mean, he's fascinating, such a, an amazing man in, in so many ways. But he did a form of journaling where he wanted to work on his virtues. So he developed this system where he had, and it was, you can see his books on, online where it was 13 columns and it was 13 virtues. And what that meant was he did the same set of virtues four times a year. And then he would focus on whether or not, if he thought he'd been honest, he would tick it. If he didn't think he'd been honest, he had to work more on that the next day. So that was a real you know, somebody who really committed to personal development and, and doing that. But then, you know, look at, so I get that. So I get the reflective idea because a that gives me a sense of structure. Because I've, the thing is, I often find, and, and I know when people talk to me about stuff that I'm very good at, and I find that I'm very fluent at it. When people talk to me about it, it's actually quite hard to break it back into that beginner mode, isn't it? So, yeah. so I understand the reflection thing because I use reflection at work and I use reflection as part of my own personal life. So I can I can imagine sitting down and having a piece of paper in front of me and reflecting on my day. Now, so that's one approach, and I get that. Are there, is, that is there another approach that I might start with if I'm less keen on structure? If you're less keen on structure, you just pick your book up and you start writing. That's a stream of consciousness stuff, and I think we get scared of that 
idea or you know I don't know maybe it's just one of those that seems a wee bit um too new agey but it actually just means let let yourself go and, and just write and sometimes I, and I mean it works when I do this in workshops I'll say sit down put the paper out in front of you get pick the pen up and start writing even if what you say is at the beginning is I don't know what I want to write about today and then you but I'm going to keep writing and as long as you don't take your pen off the paper you will start to write and stuff will start start to come up but also so on a daily basis of um in terms of beginners if you were going to use it I would just get up and just start small I always say always set yourself up for success because if you say I'm going to journal every day you're never you're not going to do that particularly if it's a new habit unlikely you're going to keep that up but if I'm going to journal a few times a week and commit to that and I want to just write maybe what I'll do is I can write I mean sometimes what I'll do is I'll take myself off because I'm upset about something I don't quite know why I'm upset or but but I'll go away and I'll, I'll journal about about um, the, the, how I'm feeling. Okay, I'm feeling so fine. so that's really practical. I understand that. So what you're saying is you can journal at any time because so it's about looking for a trigger. So in other words, you can yeah. say, okay, I've noticed something about myself in my life. That's an opportunity to journal about it. And yeah. and what you're doing is, and effectively, rather than talking out loud to someone. Um, like a talking therapy even or talking to somebody else you're using the journal as the the um, like a mirror to write things down with and you can reflect on that later if you want to but it's it's just a way of being able to express yourself in the moment absolutely and it and works so, you're writing down, so you're writing down what you did what you thought how you felt you know what it meant you know what was going through your mind and it's sort of anything really that stream of consciousness about an event that's happened to you Exactly, that you wouldn't, you wouldn't, there's very few friends who would listen to you in the way you would want to write about that though, that's the thing as well, or you know, it, just because you, you, you're going into sort of minutiae that they're not really interested in, but you can, you can write, write down about, and that, that though is, is, that's been really powerful for me, because I remember coming home on a train one night, and there was two, it was two carriages, and there was a young lad on it, and he was incredibly loud, everybody could hear him on the train, and I got really annoyed and really agitated at it. And I, I came home and I, had, I thought, I need to journal. Why am I, did I get so upset and wound up about that? Because it really didn't merit it. But it turned out that once I'd sort of spent the time doing that, it was because I wasn't using my voice. I wasn't speaking up. And that actually led me on, uh, you know, I joined Toastmasters as a result of that, which was great fun. Uh, you know, I've, I ended up speaking at conferences that I never would have ever thought I could have done. And I probably wouldn't have been able to do until I was able to figure out why did that loud guy annoy me? And then, okay, that's what I need to do to change so that it's not annoying me the same way because I'm actually annoyed at myself. Mm. So that makes sense. That, that, that makes enormous sense because actually what you're able to do, you could either journal, when that, when that person's kicking off, you could journal yourself in that moment, can't you? Or like you did, again, using it as a reflective type thing. Yes. How does, so how does... Um, because you've mentioned it, and I'm a big fan of this. So, how does gratitude journaling work? Yeah, well, that that for me is one of the sort of most amazing things, gratitude journaling, because it does it works because you're starting to you start to change your focus. We, you know, it's there are so many things that we could be thankful for that we're not thankful for, and it is a thankfulness practice, a gratitude practice as well. But what it what it starts to do is it starts as far as I'm concerned anyways you start to you start to change your 
your focus and then you start to change your happiness levels as well because what i now do is i can reframe really easily so you know i, I maybe was out for lunch it wasn't a great lunch uh, and I could get really annoyed about the fact that I had to spend that money on a lunch that wasn't particularly great, or I could focus on the fact actually I had a really lovely time with the people I was with, mm. and I'm grateful that I had that time with those people. So that that just instantly I feel um, calmer because I've, I've been able to do that reframe and, and focus on that. But it's interesting for me the gratitude stuff comes from, and this comes back to my sort of fascination with mental health that. When Maslow, if you go back to sort of Maslow's research, and he said we're, we're getting it all wrong, what we're doing is we're trying to focus on the people who are not mentally healthy, and we're trying to figure out solutions, and most of those solutions are either talking therapies or the drug therapies. Yeah. Why don't we focus on people who are mentally well and figure out what they're doing that's mentally well? And sort of that sort of then led to, I suppose, Martin Zelligman coming up with the whole sort of the psychology movement and we're still really we're only at the start of, of researching that but I think Dr Emmons whenever he started to research and he's a sort of primary researcher on, on that he it was part of a conference that he was being involved in and they were looking at different virtues humility and how that affected your forgiveness was another one and he was asked to go away and do some research on gratitude and he hadn't there was nothing really at that point and then he started to do the research on it on it and then he found that actually again with that and um, there's lots of scientific evidence as well that people sleep better it improves the level of optimism and as you'll know optimism is, a, is something you, you can learn and you know it might not be where you are naturally in any continuum but you can learn to be more optimistic and that is really important for resilience it's sort of one of the, the key things with resilience is, as well so but it also means that you you feel less pain whenever you practice gratitude as, as well, so it physically affects your body to, to that degree. Uh, actually, this is fascinating. I, I, and and I, think, I think the thing is, actually, because it's so simple, it seems too easy. And it's part of the problem, isn't it? Sometimes yeah. the simplest things are the best. But, but there are people in the world who really struggle with writing, aren't they? Struggling with writing things down. I mean, is it okay to keep a, a journal, but like an auditory journal, like a, a set of recordings, for example? I think, I think if that's going to work for them, you know, that still allows them to get what they're thinking out, doesn't it? And, you know, it wouldn't, while the pen and paper and that link between the brain and the, the hand is really powerful, it's still really powerful to get things out. And ultimately, it won't suit everybody, just like mindfulness. You know, some people really struggle with mindfulness and then they love yoga and some people, you know, there's so many different practices that you, you can do. Now, I just think for me, general and such a, a great tool because most people can use it once once they relax and just start writing and, and getting into that habit of, of writing they can do it and as i said there are you know the proprioceptive writing which i touched on on earlier is a, a fascinating tool in it in itself because that is it's a very limited period that you write for and it's, you actually set a timer for it right so if you like your structure and you only want to spend 15 or 20 minutes you light the candle, you put the music on, so there's something about the flicker of the candle that helps put you into that meditative state as well. But in that journaling, what you do is you focus on what you're, what you're noticing. So normally, you know, when stream of consciousness, I, I just write, and I sometimes I'll ask something or I'll underline it so that I, I know I need to go back and think about that or look at that a bit, a bit deeper. But generally, you know, it's just writing and I don't really go over it again at all. But with the... 
proprioceptive writing, you, you'd be writing about something and then a, a thought will pop into your head and you actually follow that thought rather than just sort of making a note and saying I'll come back to that, you actually then change whatever you're writing about and you follow that thought. So that can become quite an interesting tool. I wouldn't use it all the time, but it's certainly, sometimes it's just a useful thing to do, just to swap what you're doing about. Mm. And then so, you ask questions, sorry, there are specific questions that you have to ask about that as well, but yeah. Wow, so, so I'm getting really excited. So you've, you said you've written some books about this. So I'm guessing in the books, you actually address the sort of process and practice of this. So tell, tell me about, um, because I know you're in the middle of writing about 10 million books because you seem to be very pro prolific. So tell me what you've written and, and uh, where, where we can find those. Yeah, well, the, the first one was written simply, it, it was, I used to, um, I run, uh, so you sometimes do still run the course called an introduction to journaling, but something because people, I would be talking to people go exactly what you've been asking as well. And I thought, well, what do people need to know to get them started journaling? So it is certainly an introduction to journaling. It's um, being described, which I think was, was one of my best descriptions is somebody's um, somebody's wee blue book in the way that somebody would wear a black dress and it was a Harry Potter um, Harry Potter adult book which I thought was amazing as well in terms of she felt that book had really changed her and this book had really changed her. It's a short book but it's deliberately short because I just want to sort of get what do I write, when do I write, how do I write, what are the main tools I can do and then I do give some sort of questions that people can ask themselves as, as well as well as giving sort of seven of the the key tools that, that I would personally use. So that's the first book, and then the second one is um, it's just so, so that's the one that's the one that's out on Amazon at the moment. Isn't that, it? That's the one on Amazon, and yeah, you should be able to order it from a, a big shop as as well. It should, it should be there. So well, I'm just looking at your reviews, Caroline. Blimey, they're amazing. They are really pleased. I mean, it went it went to number one in the wellness charts on the um, day it was released, and I was really yeah. about about that. Congratulations. I mean, normally there's someone giving you something, someone something snarky somewhere, but I mean, that's, that's an amazing well, set. Of, um, I, do have, I do have a one-star review on Goodreads, and I don't even know if they read it. So it's just because they didn't make a comment, they just gave me no. a one-star. So that, you know, that's fine. I, I, I don't mind. You know, it, it, people do read it. It is really helpful for me to get a review. But also, at, you know, my email address is out there. So if people have an issue... I, I prefer they got in contact with me and we could have a chat about it and, and I learn from that as well. I'm always keen yes. to, to learn and improve. Well, there's no such thing as failure, only feedback, as yeah. of course we both know from the NLP toolkit. So, so, so Dare to be Happier, which is an introduction of the power of journaling, will give us the, um, will give us the sort of basics and allow, allow us to have, us have a place to answer all the sort of questions I've been asking. Yeah. And it talks about, this, it talks about the rules, talks about the science and such 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 like in a bunch of tools and questions so that's that's actually really practical isn't it and it's only 4.99 on kindle so that sounds like a really good present for someone if it's that time of the year of course but in, in, but not then of course other times yes any time of the year and so you're writing some other books as well you were saying um there's, there's seven and and my, you know my overall theme is dare to be happier so yeah. that, that's ultimately what I'm doing is I want to help give people tools to help them be happier and help them help them see what's getting in the way of them being ha happy as well. So there are seven in the series of, on journaling. The, the next one, um, hopefully coming out next year, is 25 Different Reasons to Journal, which covers things like everything and being your own alchemist. You know, this, I love that book, but you can actually be your own. You want to change things in an amazing way start to journal you want to find out where your purpose is start to journal you want to be more creative 
journal. And I understand you're going to write a book around the 101 tools of journaling as well. So that's obviously going to be, um, you know, a very handy and practical book, I'm guessing, because that's going to have to be practical to, to have that many sort of pointers in it. It is. And, and again, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I think you can, write, you can write a lot of words, but they're not necessarily useful words. One, one of my favourite books is Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And I wish that book was three quarters of the size it was. I love the first three quarters and I recommend that book to so many people, but the last quarter I really struggle with. So I've, I sort of went for, I just want to give you the tool. You might not like to do this journal this way, but you might want to do it this way. And you, you know, if you're into lists, well, here's the thing, or if you're into trying to generate ideas, there's a, you know, there's a tool called, um, you've probably heard of this, lists of a hundred, where the first sort of 30 things are easy, the next 30 you struggle with, and the last 30 ideas you really struggle with, but, that's usually where you get the really powerful stuff. So that's a journal too. So it, it's, it's sort of give those lists and then they, there will be four specific books on with, um, much more guided questions on, you know, if you want to nurture yourself and learn how to do that, if you want to be more balanced, if you want to, um, if you're going through transitions and change, which can, you know, it's just part of life, but it can be very rocky in those in those stages and how do you bounce back so obviously that will have quite a bit about resilience as well and developing that too so those are those books are those books are all sort of half written but next year is going to be a big year for me putting my head down and actually writing complete a finisher yeah next year is it yes yes well caroline it's been amazing thank you so much people can find you at dare to be different.co.uk is that right dare to be happier dare to be happier even better .co.uk or .com Com. Okay, we'll link to you from our site as well. Thank you. And you can find you on Amazon, and your book is There to Be Happier The Secrets yeah. of Journaling. Yeah. And it's so an introduction to the magic of journaling, yes. And then I'm also on Twitter at Dare to Be Happier as well. Brilliant. And um, it, yeah, well, well, you're a force of nature, and I thoroughly enjoy this stuff. And it's really, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to actually have a, have a break for the next couple of weeks, so I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to have a go. Oh, great news. Yeah. And um, thank you so much for spending time with us today. It's been really useful. And I can actually heartily recommend journaling myself because I've actually used it as a homework for other people in hypnotherapy sessions. And a lot of people have come back and, and been surprised, actually. I think that's the, that's the phrase that people use most to me, surprised at how, how good it was and how yeah. useful it was. And I think people are just surprised because it seems so easy. But, but you, you're, you've brought technique around it, which I think actually makes it makes it have more have a stronger sense of purpose for people fabulous thank you for that russell well thanks so much caroline and um, i shall speak to you very soon you take care thanks to you too we hope you found today's podcast useful if you did why not subscribe and listen to our other podcasts we would love it if you could leave us a review to access our resilience coaching, contact us at info at qedod.com. And finally, if you'd like to download our free resilience ebook, go to qedod.com slash free ebook. Thanks for listening.